Kongaloosh, everyone. I'm Josh, and welcome to another episode of Mouse and Globe. Today, we're going to be talking about something that is very, very nifty to me on this rainy, thundery day. It's the perfect mood setter. So I hope you guys are excited because today we are going to be talking about the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. If you don't know what that is, don't worry. That's totally okay. Um, what this is, is one of the coolest things that Disney Imagineering has ever done. The Society of Explorers and Adventurers, also known as C, is a secret society that Disney has basically spread throughout almost all the parks around the world. Um, and you've probably even seen some things about it and just not even known. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how it started, where it came from, how it's going now, all the different connections that uh, we have throughout the parks. But here's the scary thing is, in order to talk about this, we don't need to just start talking about it. We need to go back. Like, back. Far. I'm talking like, we're going all the way back to the 80s. And we're going to talk about something called the Adventures Club. Now, if you've never heard of it, now's your chance, obviously. <laughs> the Adventures Club was a nightclub at Pleasure Island, which was a nightlife district at downtown Disney, which is, of course, now Disney Springs. Um, and the Adventures Club opened in May of 1989. And it was crazy. The Adventures Club was, basically it was set on New Year's Eve in 1937, and it was stuffed with props and artifacts and photographs from fictitious explorations all around the world. Uh, very, you know, Indiana Jones-y, I guess. Um, and there were animatronics and puppets and live actors that kind of talked with the, uh, the patrons and created just a crazy atmosphere where you walked in and there was just these people talking to you about all kinds of stuff. And they had shows in different rooms. Uh, you would catch all kinds of different atmospheric things. And it kind of, it started like a cult-like following. Um, people would come and there would be regulars and they had different uh, Adventures Club songs and like themes and they had you know, all kinds of different things. They had greetings, which was, of course, Kongaloosh, um, which uh, I'll talk about in a second. But it was just very, very loved. It had this great atmosphere, and everyone loved it. And then Disney decided to close Pleasure Island and all the nightclubs of that section uh, to transform downtown Disney into Disney Springs. Uh, in 2008 is when that happened. And, of course, people were crushed because the Adventures Club was so beloved. Uh, that Disney actually made one of the smartest moves ever. And in 2009, a lot of the props from Adventures Club were sent to Hong Kong for a new attraction they were creating called Mystic Manor. And then some other props found their way to Trader Sam's at Disneyland. Some were living at D Street in Disney Springs. A lot of them were auctioned off or kept by cast members. All kind of went their separate ways. But then there were still some nods to the Adventures Club at the Skipper Canteen. Uh, there is a dessert called the Kungaloosh. Uh, I believe there's also a drink at Trader Sam's called Kungaloosh as well. Uh, and then, this is one of my favorite things because it's just so crazy. 
At the Skipper Canteen, you can order the Perkins Thai Noodles, which uh, are a little nod to Pamelia Perkins, who was the club president of the Adventurers Club, which is just so niche. Like, that is, oh, I love it. Uh, you're probably like, why are you telling us this? Well, there's really no reason. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Just kidding. Obviously, there's a reason. Uh, the Adventurers Club was actually the beginning of what we know as the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Uh, this is kind of the the beginning of that whole idea of everything being connected and having these these um, explorations and these these members of the society, and uh, it really just kind of formed into what we know now as C. In fact, the Imagineers have said that um, the Adventures Club was a part of C. They have said that Meriwether Adam Pleasure, who was basically that's a that's a whole nother story. I will not get into that. But the Cliff Notes version is that he was the creator of Pleasure Island um, and some other things around the property. But that the Adventures Club was his own branch of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which is pretty cool. And so this idea of a secret society of uh, explorers and adventurers, <laughs> see, um, was first actually physically seen um, in Tokyo Disney Sea at their attraction called Fortress Exploration. Um, that's the first time that we truly saw C as a fully formed thing. Um, that's where we first saw their crest, where we first kind of had a backstory about it. Um, that was some nice top-notch thunder. Thank you. Very spooky. Ooh, secret society. Um, <laughs> but Tokyo Disney Sea is where we first saw that. Uh, in fact, there is a fully fledged crest for the society that has four different symbols each one represents a different concept that the society holds most worthy there's a galleon for adventure an armillary sphere for uh romance there's a compass for discovery and then there's uh artist tools for innovation and it's so cool because it's like a fully fledged concept like just that having a crest like that for something so i i don't want to it is obscure something so obscure just such a small detail ah wow cool imagineering chef's kiss um and that is where we first really saw this and it has spread all over the place it is at pretty much all of the parks so I'm just going to run around the world. Uh, let me strap on my Apple Watch so I get my steps in. Um, and I'm just going to talk about all the different references to see that you can find at different attractions and restaurants and stuff. So, of course, I'll start at Disneyland because isn't that just the way? Um, and in Big Thunder Mountain, you can actually uh, find a portrait of Barnabas T. Bullion um, and some cargo that is being shipped to Jason Chandler. So Barnabas T. Bullion is, believe it or not, um, Tony Baxter, who created Big Thunder Mountain. Um, there's a portrait of him in Disney World, but uh, that's who that is. The T in his name is for Tony. Um, and 
he is the owner of the Big Thunder Mining Company, who is, you know, who you're going on these trains is the Big Thunder Mining Company. Um, and so that's like a, a little reference in Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain. In their Tropical Hideaway, which is kind of like a little restaurant attached to Enchanted Tiki Room, there are a bunch of different things in there. Um, some pictures, letters, stuff like that, that are all... Uh, sent to different sea members or uh, have portraits of sea members in their expeditions. And then Bangle Barbecue, which is another restaurant in Adventureland, was uh, storylined to be an original sea outpost back in 1899. And there are some pictures of club members uh, kind of scattered around the walls that if you go in there, you normally wouldn't really notice them. But if you're looking for them, then they're kind of all over the place, which I think is so nifty and that's what i love about just sea in general is you know unless you really know about it you never really notice that the stuff is there um but let's hop on over to walt disney world and i'm going to keep talking about big thunder mountain for a second because this is where we actually see a portrait of barnabas t bullion who is literally just it's a picture of tony baxter um i mean not really it's you, you know what I mean. Um, and then there's also some letters between um, Bullion and Jason Chandler, um, which this is another super tiny thing which I love. And in one of the letters, Jason Chandler talks about how he consulted with Madame Zarkov from the Museum of the Weird, talking about paranormal activity in the in the mountain and they should stop mining for the gold or else the, the paranormal is going to get more or whatever. And, of course, Museum of the Weird, for those of you who don't know, was the original concept before Haunted Mansion. It was going to be a museum of just weird stuff. Wow, go figure. Just oddities and optical illusions and stuff. And so that is just one of those super tiny things that Madame Zarkov from Museum of the Weird, it's just so offhandedly thrown in there, but it's such a cool little reference to something that almost was. Um, and then a big thing for C is the Skipper Canteen. Uh, if you go in there, of course, it's like the, the Jungle Cruise restaurant. And if you go into there, it is the headquarters of the um, Jungle Cruise Navigation Company, which, of course, is the ride. They kind of tied together. And uh, you're in the, like, the mess hall. It's just a, you know, a big empty building, basically, where you sit and eat. But there is a secret meeting room for the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which you can actually go and eat in, which is super cool. And inside, you are literally surrounded by references to see. There are uh, photographs, there's letters, there's a case full of me memorabilia, there's like fezes of the members, and then a bunch of the books on the wall are also written by members of C. There's some fun little hints to different Imagineering things. I'll definitely talk about that either later on in the podcast or in the newsletter uh, that we'll send out later this week. And then continuing on here at Walt Disney World, if you go over to Typhoon Lagoon, in 2017, they opened the Misadventure Falls, which is a family raft ride. And there is where you first meet Mary Oceaneer and her parrot, Salty. 
Um, which their story is that they were looking for treasure and all of a sudden there was a huge storm and they got stranded on this island, i.e. Typhoon Lagoon. And so that's where you kind of get to see some glimpses of that. Uh, definitely some some letters and some, you can see the sea seal and stuff. Um, and then also you can see, I believe it's like on the hull of her ship, uh, you can see the words i come in peace but they're written in atlantean like from journey to atlantis which is one of my favorite disney movies which is literally nowhere in the parks so i think that's pretty cool that you can see this crazy atlantean writing that says i come in peace which like i there there's never been any information about if they were trying to tie in sea to atlantis that would be kind of cool huh now i'm just thinking about that anyway continuing on let me adhd you know it's fine um at the uk pavilion in epcot i'm um, one of the gift shops there is like a little library that has a bunch of um books by sea people and there's also the society for explorers and adventures handbook which come on it can't get much more obvious than that and then another super niche thing is in the Abracadabar. I hate that name, but whatever. At the boardwalk, um, there's a couple of sea references, including uh, a, a fez from a sea member, uh, because I guess there's a storyline that there were magicians and they made some people disappear or something. I don't know. I personally have never been in there. I don't know much about the Abracadabar. I refrain from saying that as much as I can. I just said it twice for you, so you know, little blessings. Um, anyway, so then over at Disneyland Paris, there's not a whole lot um, of references to see. There is one, which is Colonel Hathi's Pizza Outpost has some luggage that have sea, like, stickers on them, like luggage tags. And then the Cafe Hyperion um, is a reference to... I'm gonna butcher this. It's Captain Briau? Briau? I don't know. It's very, very French. But he was a sea member, and his airship was called the Hyperion, which I don't think there's anything in there that specifically states that it's connected to sea, but, I mean, there. I, I don't know what to say. There you have it. Uh, and then over in Tokyo, of course, at Tokyo Disney Sea is where we have... Uh, quite a few references, including the first. Uh, you have the Fortress Exploration, which is a walkthrough experience where you uh, solve challenges. And upon solving them, you join the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. It's, of course, the first time that we saw it. Uh, and a lot of the the basis of the story of Sea is on the map that is for the attraction, like the attraction map. Uh, which is pretty cool. I'll definitely be putting uh, some pictures of that on the socials as well as in the newsletter. Um, and that's just kind of cool because that was the start of it. Uh, that was, you know, the very beginning of C. And then the restaurant that is there, Magellan's, that also has a bunch of C stuff, for lack of a better word. Uh, references, I guess, kind of stuffed all over the place. And then one of the big ones is their Tower of Terror, which is one of my favorite things. 
uh, over in Tokyo, of course, the show, The Twilight Zone, wasn't really, like, a thing at all. So Imagineering had to kind of find a way because they wanted to bring Tower of Terror, but they had to rewrite the story, make it something that would be a little bit more referential to the demographic of the citizens of Tokyo. So they created the Hotel Hightower, uh, which, ugh, rain it in. I'm going to stop going crazy. So the story of their Tower of Terror is that Harrison Hightower III is a collector of artifacts. Unfortunately, he does collect bad things or goes out of his way to collect them in a bad way. But he displays them in the hotel. Yay! So he one day is in an African village and steals the statue Shiriki Utundu, which angers the god for which it was created. So he brings it back and puts it on display in his hotel. But on New Year's Eve in 1899, Harrison Hightower III disappears. Oh, spooky. I was really hoping there would be a clap of thunder right there, but... I guess I can't control the weather. Um, <laughs> so the hotel is closed, but then reopened in 1912 by the New York Preservation Society. But it is haunted by the spirit of Harrison Hightower III, who is being tortured for all eternity by the Shiriki Utundu. Spooky. And you know what's even spookier? Harrison Hightower III is Joe Rody. Ooh, <laughs> very much like how um, uh, in Big Thunder we saw Barnabas T. Bullion be Tony Baxter. We get to see Harrison Hightower III is Joe Rohde, which I kind of just want a portrait of Papa Rohde on my wall. I think that would be pretty cool. But <laughs> I desperately want to ride this. I think it looks so cool. Obviously, I've never been to any of the resorts overseas i would love to maybe not right now but like ugh, iconic i love it uh and then one of the newest ones we have is uh soren fantastic flight which is their version of soren uh it takes place inside the museum of fantastic flight crazy where uh camellia falco who is another member of C. She once lived there and kind of created this museum. So that's another connection to C. So now let's hop on over to Hong Kong, where we have another thing that I want to visit with more than anything in the world. So they have an area called Mystic Point, and the headliner attraction is called Mystic Manor. So the whole story of this ride is that in 1880, Lord Henry Mystic used to open his home to meetings of C. So then in 1896, he started to allow guests in to see a collection of different artifacts he had that either he collected or other members of C collected, and he kind of just kept them there. And so the story of the attraction is it is 1909, and Lord Henry Mystic's little partner, Albert, who is in fact a monkey, opens a Balinese music box that contains this like crazy magic power that brings inanimate objects to life and so then you're flying around the manor and things like everything's trying to kill you which i guess now that i say it doesn't sound great but it looks so cool 
And, of course, Lord Henry Mystic is a huge connection to C, as is um, Mystic Manor and Mystic Point. One of my favorite things about Mystic Manor is uh, the one and only Danny Elfman did the music for the ride. And so to kind of honor him, they made him an official member of C. Uh, his name is Maestro D'Elfman. And you sure can see a portrait of him on the wall. And it literally is just like a portrait of Danny Elfman, which I think is cartoon Danny Elfman, which is so funny to me. Uh, and when Mystic Manor opened in 2013... Adventureland kind of soaked up sea. Uh, it's kind of spread all over the place. And uh, you can find a bunch of different references all over Adventureland. One of my favorite things, which I wish I had seen, but here we are, is in 2015 for the Halloween season, they did an overlay of Jungle Cruise at night. It was called Curse of the Emerald Trinity. And it was pretty spooky. I'm not going to lie. I am also have this horrible fear of, like, water, like things underwater. So riding anything at night is not the move for me. Um, but basically what this was was a cool sea connection because it was about Professor Garrett Reed attempting to steal this cluster of emeralds, I guess, this group of three emeralds called the Emerald Trinity. And so... Professor Garrett Reed was a former sea member. He got kicked out by Lord Henry Mystic because of his questionable like practices in obtaining artifacts. And they also mentioned that he is a rival of the one and only Dr. Indiana Jones, um, which I think is super cool. And it really only, that, that overlay of Jungle Cruise only ran for the one year. Halloween 2015. That's literally the only time it was. You can find uh, some pictures and videos of it online. I'll definitely throw some of them in the newsletter because I think that is one of the coolest things, this little overlay that they did. And, but it's just, it's so cool that they made it a sea connection even though it was, you know, a temporary overlay of an attraction. And I kind of wish that it would come back or they would do something like that here. Will they? Probably not. Anyway, moving right along. The next place that we'll find some sea references is, believe it or not, the cruise line. Remember when I was talking about Mary Oceaneer uh, on Misadventure Falls? Well, on the cruise ships, you can find the Oceaneers Club, which of course is Mary Oceaneer's thing. I believe it's on all of the cruise ships. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Believe it or not, I've been wrong before. But in the Oceaneers Club, you can find portraits of Captain Mary Oceaneer, as well as other sea members like Lord Henry Mystic. There's some newspaper clippings about uh, Harrison Hightower's disappearance. A lot of cool little references, and I think it's so funny that they're in the Oceaneers Club, which is, you know, mainly the, the children's activities area, if you will. And there's these cool connections to the other parks that kids don't know about. But, like, if I go on a Disney cruise, I don't want to bust into the Oceaneers Club and be like, Hey, I'm just here because I want to see the picture of, you know, Harrison Hightower, a.k.a. Joe Rody on the wall. Like, no. Weird. Anyway. Whatever. So then, <laughs> you'll also find, uh, it's really just, I think, one C reference at Aulani. And you can find a portrait from the original Adventures Club, 
with a letter from Pamelia Perkins, who was the president of the club. And in the letter, she mentions Harrison Hightower III, which is pretty nifty because that basically ties together fully the Adventures Club and C. Because if Pamelia Perkins, who was the owner and the president, not the owner, the president, excuse me, of the Adventures Club, is writing about Harrison Hightower III, who is a C member, then it basically just goes to show that she was a member of C as well. So that, I think, is pretty nifty, that they kind of tied them both together. And so that's basically all the places that you'll find references to C. Um, the member, like, there's a full list of members, and it, it's pretty crazy. I'll just run through a couple of them. I mentioned most of these before. Captain Mary Oceaneer and her parrot Salty, of course. You'll find on the Oceaneer Clubs, on the Cruise Line, and Misadventure Falls at Typhoon Lagoon. Harrison Hightower III, of course, Tower of Terror at Disney Sea. But one pretty nifty thing, and I don't think this is confirmed. However, his brother is allegedly George Hightower, who, if you go to Walt Disney World and go on the Haunted Mansion, George Hightower was Constance Hatchaway's final husband. Constance Hatchaway, of course, being the bride who wants to murder you and throws you out a window or whatever. And again, I don't think that's confirmed confirmed because the Haunted Mansion story here at Walt Disney World is pretty loose. There's not a whole lot of concrete, you know, names and storylines or anything like that. But I think that is a super nifty thing because, again, that's taking this idea of a secret society and these members and literally expanding it to family members of the members and how they're in different rides. I just, I love it. Okay, continuing. Uh, Lord Henry Mystic and his monkey Albert are, of course, at Mystic Point and Mystic Manor in Hong Kong. We have one that I think is really funny because it was adapted so well is Dr. Albert Falls who of course they make a, jo a joke about it in the Jungle Cruise where they say this is a Schweitzer Falls uh, named by Dr. Albert Falls which is so funny and uh, he's in the Skipper Canteen as well and now recently with these updates coming of the Jungle Cruise his granddaughter Alberta Falls is going to be a part I believe she's going to be a part of uh, Society of Explorers and Adventures. Um, I do think that is the goal. However, I guess we'll have to see when everything comes to light. They definitely are trying to put a spotlight more on C, uh, but Alberta Falls will be, you know, the, the new Albert Falls. We have Barnabas T. Bullion, who was the president and founder of the Big Thunder Mining Company, which I already talked about. Jason Chandler, who I mentioned earlier, he is very interesting because he was created for the area that was to be called Discovery Bay, which was never created, but that was a fun little thing that they dropped into Big Thunder Mountain because he basically created a drilling machine for Barnabas Bullion to, you know, drill into Big Thunder Mountain and take all the gold. And so that was pretty nifty that they used the name of someone from an unused idea to just kind of tie it all together, you know? And then, as I mentioned before, we have Camellia Falco from Soar and Fantastic Flight. But that's just a lot of the big name ones. There are many, many, many others. 
For example, we have uh, Captain Nemo from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. He's an alleged sea member. Jock Lindsay from the Indiana Jones bubble. You have Meriwether Adam Pleasure, like I mentioned before, from Pleasure Island. And then one of my favorites is um, the voice of the jungle, Albert Awal, who you hear in the Q4 Jungle Cruise. I think that's a nifty thing because you there's no information about him. It's He's just a voice, you know? And so that's really just how they kind of tied all of this together. I'll definitely compile a list of, maybe not all, but a good hefty chunk of these members, as well as a little bit of background and possibly their portrait or photo if there is one. I'll compile all that and pop it in the newsletter so you guys can kind of look at that and get a little bit more background information on that. But that is basically the history of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers as found in the parks. I'm sure as the parks continue to grow and evolve, we'll see some more references and some more tie-ins. I am all about it. I think it is so cool. I have heard that Disney is starting to kind of create a show for Disney Plus based on C, which I think will be really nifty. Um... I am not sure about, you know, what it's going to be about. Maybe it's like an Indiana Jones TV show, kind of. That I think that would be pretty cool. But I just love the fact that they have taken this storyline and they have kind of weaved it through a bunch of different attractions and a bunch of different parks and a bunch of different countries. I just, it is one of my favorite things Hopefully it's one of yours now, too. If it's not, I just talked for a really long time for no reason, I guess. But, you know, whatever. Thanks for giving us a listen. But I just, I think C is so nifty. I think it's such a cool concept. And I really hope that they continue to expand it and weave it into some more attractions around, you know, around everywhere, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got. That's not all I got. I could literally talk for hours, but I am controlling myself for the... I'm just trying to take pity on your poor, poor ears. But that's all I got. If you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email or mention us on Facebook or Twitter or anything. We're always here to answer your questions. And if you guys want some extra little tidbits like the stuff that I mentioned before, you can definitely join our uh, email list for the Mouse and Globe Insider, which is our new newsletter that we're doing every week. Uh, We'll probably be coming out, I'm going to take a stab and say it'll come out a couple days after each episode, but if you pop on your email, subscribe to us, we'll send you a weekly email with updates about uh, new episodes and some behind the scenes stuff that kind of give you a little bit more of a look at what we talk about in the episodes. Uh, maybe some videos, pictures, all kinds of cool stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and pop over to mouseandglobe.com insider and there you can subscribe to the newsletter. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and you know, go ahead and go explore and ad- adventure and create your own secret society maybe but like don't tell us because if it's a secret society then you i obviously don't tell us because it has to be a secret but i feel like you'd want people to know 
you wouldn't want it to just like be you. That's kind of boring. But you also don't want too many people to know because then it gets mainstream and that's kind of icky. But like, secret is good. But maybe not like secret. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a couple of ways you can connect with us. You can follow our socials at Mouse and Globe on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Pop on over to our website, mouseandglobe.com, to learn a little bit more about us. Or if you want the inside scoop, you can become a part of the Mouse and Globe Insider. The Insider is our weekly newsletter where we'll update you about new episodes, anything cool going on with the show, and even bring you extra details about each episode. To join, just visit mouseandglobe.com insider. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.